bottom line bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off two pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by Golf Gambling Podcast. Taylor made Stealth 2 driver giveaway. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. Also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake. Our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns, statistical data you need to dominate. All right. And with that said, let's play the theme song. Boop, boop. <laughs> That's me playing the Warriors theme song in the middle of the Bottom Line Bombs theme song. Just to remind you, hello, welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. So I bring the paper and the passion. I'm the one. I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper that looked at the analytics that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at indianapolis in indianapolis i bring the paper i'm the analog guy here in this network the only man brave enough to write down his notes <laughs> to have notes first of all on pen and paper i don't have the laptop like i said earlier because you need you need a big paper patch i have a clipboard i have a clipboard you can fucking yeah down you, you, you orchestrate plans with a clipboard and you can you can slam it you slam it down when things don't go well like our bombs we're keeping our head above water welcome if you're on youtube right now uh make sure you hit the like button and subscribe to bottom line bomb. i'm trying to get this thing off the ground from the bottom up uh welcome um I'm the man in the box. I give picks with bits today on today's show. I'll recap the championship game and my bombs. We'll talk a little more about that lady fight. That thing won't go away. And but more importantly, we're giving out Masters picks. This is Wednesday, April fifth, and Masters is this weekend. So every day we do live shows Monday and Wednesday, twelve o'clock Pacific. Sometimes the time differential. I'm trying to keep that consistent. We the XFL. I do my XFL show Wednesday right afterwards with Colby D, who's in there. Oh, right after this, if you're tuning in. I love the XFL show. Somebody didn't know what I was going to do. But anyway, we got a lot of masters. I'm going to give out DFS master plays and a lot of different bombs. Uh, love some long shots you can do. I, I, I love betting golf, too. Golf's a fun bet. It's the new, it's the hottest new in gambling. People are like, well, I bet on golf. Everyone's betting on golf nowadays because you can win. You, it, it's, it's perfect for gamblers. Because they have long odds, you know, you can get big payouts for little money. It's perfect. <laughs> and you do. You can hit. It's a hit. You'll, you'll, I'll, I'll break it down. And you can also do normal bets, do matchups and things like that. That's the way to, that's actually how the sharps do money, not the squares. But anyway, we'll get into that. Um, I'm still riding high off the 8 and 0 Sweet 16 bombs because things have not been going great after that. Went 0 and 4 with the other ones championship um i gave out san diego state on the ncaa championship camp on monday uh what i'll count as an official bomb even though i said i I usually i just did that as a bonus because i do it for the day in advance because i realize that not everyone gets to hear it live not a lot of people do actually most of the people listen to it later that's why these picks before the masters will be great but anyway san diego state lost uconn absolutely destroyed them that's what they do. That's what they did all tournament. I think I faded UConn um, 
the last like four <laughs> games. Like, well, this line's too high. They can't keep crushing teams. Can't. Yes, they can. They just kept burying teams. I just wouldn't pay attention. Whatever. Nope. Got got an inflated number. We got a lot of value. We got two points of value. That was the thing. Because the analytics or whatever, the number said the true line should have been five between UConn and San Diego State. And it was seven and a half because public perception of UConn being good. So we had two and a half points of value. How could we miss? Oh, because because it doesn't matter because UConn is just destroying teams. That game sucked. Lowest rated uh, game to show, but who cares about that? I mean, just the, uh, they love reporting the ratings immediately. First of all, I don't buy any ratings, period. They don't know how to, they, somehow they don't know how to calculate streaming, which is half the fucking audience nowadays. Why am I cursing for no reason? Um, uh, but I don't even trust the ratings, like, even with the TV ratings, they, they use Nielsen boxes for God's sakes. Who the f- do you know anyone has a Nielsen box? And if you did know that family, they were weird. What were, what was that? Did you, I, I imagine you got paid. So a Nielsen family and you and their family represents your entire neighborhood for, ra- and that's what they, and that's what these idiots use their advertising uh, revenue off of in their statistics. TV idiots. Radio, even dumber. Radio, and I know as I say this in a studio, um, it's a podcast studio. These guys are smart. But, well, podcasts, actually, you could, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty correlated of listeners and downloads and all that stuff. You can give, you can give hard data. Radio, and this is still to this day, they judge ratings by call-ins, by how many people call in. And then they, you know, they blow up those numbers and they represent things like a Nielsen or whatever. They represent a thousand people. Like, what? (coughs) Pardon me. I need a fucking, I'm not going to have a cough button here. I have to have a cough button. Um, Yeah, so they do it by call-ins. And that's why, like, shock jockers uh, are the norm on radio. That's what I oh, shock jockers, because they want, they need to antagonize people to call in and get a reaction because that's how they... That's how they have a job. They need people to call in, so they don't care if you get angry at them or if you like them. They want you to call in. I mean, and Howard Stern's not like that anymore, but that's how he got his fucking bones. He was a shock. I mean, he was the definition of a shock jock. I mean, he was better than everybody, but still. He would do something. He would just do outrageous things. that would anger people and have them call in, and, you know, and that's what, that's what got in ratings. That's how radio just covered ratings. Who knows if these numbers are real? Anyway, why'd I get into this? Oh, because they love his coming. Oh, worst rated game. I mean, there's so many things that go into it. Bars, streaming, blah, blah, blah. How do they not know streaming? They know exactly what we're watching. But yet they act like they don't. I'm, I'm suspicious. Dubious, dubious claims. Um, but they just tell the narrative they want. Um, real quickly, the, uh, my other bombs, like Edmonton Oilers winner last night off of hockey. Uh, that was my hockey bomb. I'll go, I'll go ahead and, um, <laughs> that was off of the, uh, LA party and, uh, analysis that the Kings 
locked up a uh, playoff spot and they partied in LA and but they party at dive bars or like the hockey does. And the Oilers um beat them. Sixers, on the other hand, where the hell is my bomb sound effect? I have a different soundboard, so it's hard to find these things. What are your chances? Fair. What are your chances of getting out of here with that jacket on? Better than average. <laughs> oh boy, I could have I could do I could do this all day though on the soundboard, I'll tell you that much right now. Um so yeah, Edmonton Oilers got us money. Where the fuck is my pop There it is. There it is. Alright, sorry. So Edmonton won. Uh saying say lost Sixers. I got him at two, so it's a push for me, but I gave it out of two and a half. So that's an official loss. I'll put that in the loss column. Sixers won by two versus Celtics last night. I'll get back to the NCAA March Madness real quickly in a second. But I just have to talk about this real quick. Doc, they were up seven points, I think, with the ball with nine seconds to go. And almost lost in regulation. They're the dumbest, and I'm a Sixers fan, they're the dumbest effing team. They should fire Doc Rivers the night before the playoffs start if they have any chance. But Joel Embiid had his 50 points or whatever, so he's going to win the MVP. That's going to be that that's great. That's all they need is more pressure. They they're guaranteeing a first round exit. They are so dumb of a fucking team. They're up 7 with 9 seconds to go. They let up a layup, they foul him for no reason, they foul him. Why are they even going for a layup, Boston? Smart one in there. Then he misses the free throw on purpose. Six, Philly's not even paying attention. And Bean's like having a conversation. He's not paying attention. He gets his rebound, kicks it out for a three, and settled to say the three, and they foul him. Luckily, they turned they called the foul off, which I don't know why they did, but they called the foul off. They they turned it over on an inbound pass, even though he was, even though Tyrese Maxey was shoved in the back, they just didn't call it. Um then they call an offensive foul, trying to inbound the ball again, which was also a ridiculous call. Dude, these NBA refs, just uh, the way bodies are flopping, it's just so gross. And then Tatum had a shot to win the game, but he didn't. Anyway, so we got it. That was one. That was pretty bad beat. That was an old fashioned NBA bad beat, where people just teams are just melting down, and they still win and don't cover. Anyway, back to that UConn game and the TV ratings. Um, the Monday championship game is always anticlimactic anyway. The Saturday's final four to two games, that's the that's the pinnacle of the that's the final four. Saturday night, you get two games. Usually one usually one of them's pretty good, and that San Diego State Florida Atlantic game was. And then come Monday, you're like, what? Monday night, college. I don't want to see college basketball again. I thought that was over with. That was Saturday. No, I got the, you know. Are you sure this isn't a mistake? Was this a mistake? Yeah, it was a shock. I thought, it's a mistake. You know, I'm like <laughs> Popeye or Buffett in the cartoons. And those kind of people don't get sick. I've never been sick in my life. I'm just trying to guess uh, what these sound bites are. <laughs> um, I forgot the Dan Marino. The Dan Marino one's amazing. That one, one time for Dan, Dan Marino. Dan Marino and his uh, really dynamic wife. <laughs> 
So yeah, the Monday comes around. Like, I don't want to watch a college basketball game. It's like the fucking. It's also like the uh, BCS championship game. No one cares about that game. It's on a Monday for no reason. Saturday, New Year's Eve, whatever, BCS, four, two double games. That's good. Who cares who wins it? No one even remembers who wins it. I mean, we'll remember UConn, I guess, just because they buried every team and didn't play anybody. But I forgot Kansas won last year. I completely forgot. I mean, anyway. Then they got their... Uh, the show those celebrating the kid, the kids in stores. UConn fans, are, I mean, good God! And I was a UConn fan growing up, but I'm and I have family from up there, Hartford and uh, South Windsor. Not quite stores; stores in the middle of nowhere. But um, I still have family. I have a lot of family up there. Uh, and Connecticut fans are the worst. <laughs> they are such entitled Northeast basketball assholes. Uh, and UConn especially. I mean, did you see those kids smashing walls in and fucking just rioting? Like, it's just they're young. They're just young and they're so happy to be young and dumb. Why aren't they being called? Because all right, they can be fine. Arrest everyone. Who cares? Anyway, it was entitled Connecticut. Good for Danny Hurley, though. Those jerks. The Hurley jerkies. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. I don't really want to. But you got to feel good for him, I, I suppose. I don't know why. That his son, the coach's son, dribbling the ball out the end of the game. Does it get more sweet than that? Well, more ironic. What? Yeah, I guess. Cool. He dribbled out the last 30 seconds. And then the one shining moment. That's, that's, what we, that's the only thing we watched the damn Monday night thing for anyway, this championship game. Let me see the ladder. Let me see the cutting down the nets. I want to see a ladder advertisement for 40 minutes. And then uh, let's see the what Luther. Let's get the Luther one shiny moment. The ball is tipped. Um, remember when they changed it? They got, they, they got out of the Luther version one year. And like a couple years, they tried to do some fucking like new, newer girl song. Everyone's like, what the fuck is this? Where's Luther? I love I love when there's collect, collective outrage. Like, oh man. When we, when we all come together, you know. Let's see. <laughs> what are they? I should play this. It's a good so one shiny moment song. Play that. I'm just going to have fun with Colby's soundboard all day. All right, let me stick with the bomb sound effect. The one shining moment, by the way, I don't even know if it's uh, good anymore. Maybe I'm just older and cranker and I just don't have, I can't find joy in any aspect of my life, but maybe it's me, but <laughs> like I don't even enjoy the one shining moment. I mean, I watch it. Now you can watch it online too, so it's not as, it's not as uh, like you got to see it when it happens on TV in the air and you, you know, you take it all in. But the cut, the, I don't know, the, the cuts and highlights, and I guess they're reacting. I mean, obviously, it's a younger generation. They like quicker, quicker cuts. That's how they do it on YouTube and TikTok. But they don't even, you don't even see the play. You see him pull up, and then the ball go through, and then just cheering and chest bumping. And it's just like, all right, how about the play? I haven't, they didn't show one play. It's just like minuscule YouTube fucking quicker jerky edit and cuts. They're like, what happened? 
You're just supposed to know? I mean, I guess it's because that's... In today's world of social media, I like when people say that. In today's social media landscape, everyone knows. I mean, that is true. You do. You've seen all the plays, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be the guy complaining about one shining moment. <laughs> I mean, and it used to be impressive how they edited in the championship game to the highlights. So obviously, you know, they only have. 20, 30 minutes to throw that on the end. But I'm at, then he probably realized they're probably doing it all game. And then uh, I used to think, oh, man, that's the most impressive thing I've ever seen. How do they do it so fast? And now it's not as impressive because, you know, you go on TikTok and moms can edit that shit up in fucking five minutes. They're the ones who dominate comedy. All these kids in the writing. I, I, I'm impressed by how anyone does his editing, but they all do it. Everyone does it on their phone. From their phone. Man, I'm already starting off in the box anyway. Anyway, I am C. Day Sullivan, and you are a part of the Bottom Line Bombs. I'm going to do a quick read before I, um, let's see. Block one. Um, Shady Rays? This is, oh boy, this is, uh, all right, I'll tell you about I'll tell you about Shady Rays. Why not? Oh no, we have to go to a different show. I'm so bad with this. All right, here we go. Underdog Fantasy. Uh, we got an email too about the uh, a, a company wide email about doing the ad reads <laughs> and making it good. And here I am stumbling through it. I've always been bad with the ad reads, though. Not that I'm. I mean, I read them. I do them on time. As, I, as I'm not doing this one right now, I'm just explaining myself. Um, but I do make it my own, and I'm not too much. I do like playing poker. I don't have a poker face when it comes to the real world. I am not good at uh, faking joy. Anyway, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. Now, let's get back to the bombs of bottom line bombs. Welcome. All right, before we get into the Masters, um, which we will, and then Man in the Box, of course, those are some of the bombs I will be giving out. Uh, this lady fight doesn't go away between Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese. I talked about it on Monday. I'm so sick of it, but they won't. people won't stop talking about it. Typical lady, but so dramatic. They need all the attention, even after the men... I'm just kidding. But um, it was just it's stupid thing. It became racial, the whole thing, because I was, I was well, I don't want to say white, but let's just say Dilbert rooted for Iowa in the championship game. Twitter was on LSU's side, if you will. Um, so, yeah, it was a whole thing of the, the, the John Cena hand face, which apparently isn't John Cena's now either. I learned that from black Twitter as well. That's pro it's also culture appropriation. He stole from. Yeah. Okay. But people know it as John Cena. I'm sure. I'm sure he did steal it. Whatever. It's, it's a dumb fucking thing. Anyway, the hand in the face. Okay. Cool. 
Well, you can't see me. It's fucking dumb. And matter of fact, that's what Angel Reese was doing when she was mocking Caden Clark. It's dumb. So she did it right in her face, and then she pointed that ring right at her. You see this? I'm getting married soon. These girls love showing her ring fingers off to each other. That's the ultimate girl taunt. They did a FaceTime call. When they get engaged, they wake up, and this is the hand right in the fucking FaceTime camera. You looking at this? Let me, let me lock in on this. Yay, look at that. Look at yes. He said yes. You're not married. You're going to die alone, you miserable witch. That's how women taunt each other with rings. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. I miss when women's basketball was just misogynistic. When we could just uh, be sexist about it. Now it's now it's all racial. I mean, come on. But that's equality. That's equality they want. They're gonna get racist. Um, everyone's jumping in on it. It's just so ridiculous. It's so, uh, how overbearing it is. Jill Biden. That was fun. Joe Biden's doctor, first lady wife. She just suggested, you know, every, it's like, Hey, why don't we bring Iowa? They played a good game too. And people fucking went nuts for that. No, because they're white. They're good girls. You're going to bring in there. You don't bring in losers. Participation trophy. At least everyone agreed with that. The participation trophy people agreed. And then the races, you're, you, you white, white privilege over people agreed. So the left and right kind of agreed on that. Fuck you, Jill Biden. And Joe Biden had to come out. Just LSU's coming, honey. Shut up. But they were nice. Although they have a good point. No, no one mentioned that South Carolina should show up to the White House. The team that was like 50 and one. Um, but then in reaction to that, it's just this 24-7 nonstop sports fucking coverage. So they need something to debate about. I mean, it wasn't an official invite. It was just Jill Biden just fucking talking, whatever. And if they do invite her, who cares? Angel Reese, I'll go to the Obamas. What? Did they invite you? What are you talking about? It's just hilarious. Fine, go to the Obamas. Go to their house. Everyone go. Can we go? Whites go to the Bidens. Blacks to the Obamas. That's healthy. Shannon Sharp said that come 2024, they're not going to get reelected because of this comment. That's that's, that's what uh, sports debate's all about. You'd rather vote for Trump, but then Jill Biden uh, inviting a basketball team, a losing basketball team to the White House. <laughs> yeah, all that shit's really cool. What's funny about this thing about, and it's like any debate, or uh, what's going on this this uh, whole Caitlin Clark Angel Reese thing. What is funny about it is like half of it's true and half it's not. Like she was talking shit and she did pick it to a crazy level. Like she she did it at the free throw line with a minute ago. Fine, but then she just hunted her down as people are celebrating and just like right in her fucking face doing it. And you know whatever. That's like I said on Monday. That's how women fight. They're nasty. They're the whole, they're the, they're the dirtiest fighters in the world. They have no cooth. They have no rules, and you're not going to get clashed at. They hair pull. They do everything. That's what women do. And Caitlin Clark admitted. She goes, yeah, fine. It's great. But it's funny because people had their initial reaction like, this is classless. And then they were called out for being racist, like Keith Olbermann. 
I think Keith Loburn called her like a fucking asshole or something. She's a 20 year old girl. She's like a sophomore. And, uh, which is another thing too. Why we have to stop caring about what these 19 year old girls are saying. Stop interviewing these people. And like, yeah, we're going to Obama's and doing TikTok. Okay. Let them be 19 and 20s. I'm trying to say, am I saying that? Probably not. No, I don't know what I'm saying, but Keith Olbermann, uh, so everyone rips on Keith Olbermann because everyone hates Keith Olbermann. He's an asshole. And uh, <laughs> Olbermann's a weird asshole. He's like, uh, he's like a Piers Morgan. He's like a liberal Piers Morgan where he doesn't think people think he's an asshole. And, he, and he's pompous. And, you know, he's, he's always thinks he's smarter than you and better than you. So he called out, she, he called out, uh, then everyone ripped on him. So his apology was, his apology was amazing. It was like, uh, I have to apologize for my comments. I don't follow hoops, women's, men's, college, or pros. So I didn't know the history. I did some research. Yeah. The only research you did, um, was that people didn't like your opinion. So you changed it like everyone else does now. It's, and I get it because it's much easier to get along with the mob than it is to fucking actually care about your opinion because it's not, it's pointless. You're just going to get ripped apart. No one cares about context or anything, anything. But I love this project. You don't follow hoops. Men or he likes to throw men, women, like, cause he didn't want to feel sex. It was so ridiculous. First of all, you were a sports center anchor for like 20 years. What the hell are you talking about? That's how we know you. You don't follow hoops. We know you through sports. And then when you would rip on George Bush for eight years on countdown, and then you're, uh, <laughs> then you had absolutely nothing to talk about once, uh, once Obama got elected. Um, but I love that. I don't follow hoops, men or women. Just in case you would think it was going to be sexist if I say I don't follow women's hoops, because that's what that would have came across sexist. He was smart enough for that. Good God. I just can't get around. I mean, I've had enough. It's every uh, Sean Flannery, my partner, who I do the Blackout Diaries podcast with, which you can also check out where pods are told. Um, he's he put it best. He goes every year we care just enough about women's basketball at at the end of the year. We care just enough to get people fired for making insensitive remarks. And it's always towards the end. We pay attention right at the end. We watch the last game, last couple games, and then people get fired for these dumb remarks. So that's fun. That's having a good look too. Their ratings were great. People were, people love saying how it's just a seismic rating. Uh, what they do. Good God. That That's the problem. With a lot of these sports, these women, it's like it's the feeling of pressing it on us that we need to watch it to be like this will be a moment that changes. That's what they say about soccer for the last fifty years. Like just let it happen, let it be. Again, the ratings. I don't. I don't believe any ratings. I mean, I'm not saying these are high or low. It could be the highest rated game, sure. I bet the rate, the ratings can be double for all we know. I don't, I'm saying, I just don't trust the system of ratings. The narrative is what it is. They say the men's was the worst ever and the women's was the best ever. Who cares whose number it is? It's higher, but just the way they, a Nielsen family, the Nielsen family got an 8.2, the Nielsen family. What are they having TV dinners too on a, on a tray, on a TV tray? 
A Swanson family dinner? <laughs> I don't believe fucking Nielsen ratings. One bet. Oh, man. I got to hit a sound effect or something. I got to break this up. It's just me breathing. Um, let's see. Uh... Oh, Brian Kelly, Southern Accents. Thank you. Thank you. Here's a Nielsen well, that's a great way to get started. And I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family, and we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana, but more importantly... <laughs> I forgot about that. The, my family! Brian Kelly. Notre Dame. LSU coach. Speaking of LSU coaches, you got uh, Kim Mulkey. LSU coach uh, Brian Kelly. Kim Mulkey. She was a... Uh, She's an under-the-radar villain in Dornness. She just screams uh, wife of a plantation owner. She just seems like she would definitely be into slavery. She's terrible. Sold Brittany Griner out. Pay that much. She left Baylor. Remember she left Baylor? She was like a great coach at Baylor. And then they were going to name the court after her. And then something happened, like nine, like, uh, COVID happened or something. <laughs> and then the men's, and then, so they had to delay it. Then the men's cheat title one. So they're going to put his name. And then like, there was a donation. And I don't know. She left basically because her name wouldn't be on the court. And she couldn't raise any money for it. Cause they're like, yeah, we, we were, I mean, no, we said that, but that was kind of just, you know, we all got caught up in the championship. That was a fun ride, Kim. But I mean, come on, we can't put your name on there. We do a lot of bad things at Baylor. We cover up murders. We uh, we frame ex-teammates and say they were drug dealers when they're murder victims. True story. The men's basketball team. But one thing we will not do is have a lady coach's name on our court. I mean, Jesus, what kind of school do you think we are? <laughs> she is definitely Southern, though. I mean, she, those outfits she wears are just... I don't know. She Thank screams you. wife of slave on them. Thank you. She would be well, perfectly next to Brian to Kelly. Started, and I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family. <laughs> and we are so excited. <laughs> it is a great it's night to be. It's a great night to be a Tiger. To be a Tiger. Speaking of Tiger, Tiger Woods and the Masters coming up right now. And golf drivers. We're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their tailor-made driver contest. This is great. You can win a fucking new tailor-made driver. Like, who couldn't use that? I could use that. The contest is completely free to enter, and all you have to do to have a chance to win is an, an awesome tailor-made driver. The drawing takes place this Sunday, April 8th. Easter, by the way. When uh, Jesus Christ came back from the dead. Uh, so you can make sure you get in by going to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash driver. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash driver. Um, thank you for watching, by the way, live on YouTube. I see that I had double viewers and then they left. So thank you. <laughs> make sure to smash that subscribe button and like this video on YouTube. If you're not, even if you're not watching on YouTube, which you're, which by the looks of it, you're not. <laughs> but if you're listening to it on Spotify or iTunes right now as a podcast, eventually go to, uh, go to my YouTube page at bottom line bombs, SGPM 
or at C period J period Sullivan, CJ Sullivan. Um, all my man in a box videos are there and stuff like that that I promote. And from there, you can just click on the bottom line bombs and subscribe. Subscribe to my YouTube page because this is where you see I go live every Monday and Wednesday afternoon. You can do it, you can comment, be part of the show, do the whole thing. Um, and it helps. I need it. I need it. Anyway, let's get into the Masters. Oh my God. I'm only 32 minutes into the show. What do I talk about? Why didn't anyone stop me? See, this is what you got. This is why you got to be in YouTube. So you can go to, you can be in the comments and say, hey, Sully, let's go. Let's get to the bombs. Let's get to the picks. Let's get to the, uh, you know, let's get to Jim McMahon. Hey, everybody. Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to <laughs> SGPN. Let it ride. Yeah, let's drop some bombs. Ah, uh, the greatest tradition like none other. Okay, we're going to get Jim Nance. Jim Nance did his last March Madness. It's going to be Iron Eagle. Um, but they, he did like a whatever goodbye, but they didn't do a Thank God they didn't do a video tribute to him because he's going to do the Masters this weekend. Hello, friends. I mean, he's, he's a classic. He's going through some, I know he went through some rough uh, divorces. He needs the money. It was weird when you see those like celebrities that need the money because they get crushed in divorces and alimony, and he's one of them. So he uh, he needs every paycheck he gets. So the Masters, speaking of Southern, um, damn near slavery, the master. I mean, the Masters pretty much says everything you need to know. It's in Augusta, Georgia. It's called the Masters, for God's sakes. They are amazing. They are amazingly Southern, the Masters. For years, they wouldn't let women in. They wouldn't let any minorities in. You know, it was a private club. They finally, they finally let minorities in. I don't know when they did that in the seventies or something. Then they let Condoleezza Rice in. They're like, this will check all the boxes. Condi Rice is just, <laughs> she's that should be her job. You need, some, you need some boxes checked, uh, racist conservatives. I'm your gal. Um, what I did like about them. And just how, I mean, I don't like their beliefs and all that, but like when they tried to threaten, when they tried to get, people tried to threaten to boycott them, the advertising, like pull their advertisers and the match is like, all right, cool. We won't have commercials. What do we give a fuck? We don't need this. We, ha we sell pimento cheese sandwiches for a dollar 50. Do you think we're in this for advertising bucks? We are advertising. We're the masters. <laughs> And that's the thing. You go there for $20, get, a, get an egg salad sandwich and a Georgia peach ice cream sandwich and a beer for $5. Sounds disgusting, actually. Um, a lot of food. A lot of weird Southern foods down there. Um, the champion. Today's the part three. So tomorrow is the Thursday. So I'll give out my master's bombs in there. A couple of good storylines. The champion. Why they, oh, they love the champions dinner. I, the picture of that of 50 fucking white guys in Tiger Woods and green jackets. And every year the past champion gets the menu and it's always like burgers and chicken and steak. Like they don't anything cultured. Although that was famous. Um, Hideki, Matsu, Hideki Matsui. <laughs> Matsuyama, who won it two years ago, had to like call sushi and stuff. Um, no comments on that after the famed Fuzzy Zeller 
when he got uh Jesus. Remember that when Tiger Woods won those first masses? Like, ah, he's trying to trying to be joke. Next year's masses dinner's gonna have fried chicken and collard greens. What? Oh man. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know there's cameras here. I thought this was just normal southern. <laughs> I mean, I'm just here to bring diversity to this set here. Give the kind of white man's perspective on things. Sure. Point guard position. <laughs> Fuzzy Zeller and Dougie Gottlieb. Just being a white man's perspective. That's all. That's all we're doing. So Scotty Scheffler is a reigning champion. He is the favorite along with Rory McIlroy, both at seven and a half to one, seven plus seven seventy five, right around there. A little less than eight to one. Um, the story is the LIV golfers, the Live Saudi Arabia tour. A lot of them, they're they're allowed to play. There's like thirteen of them. You got Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Answer, Patrick Reed, all the villains. It's hilarious. It, it, it is funny how they got all the villains. That controversy is insane. Apparently, they were all nice at the dinner with each other, and they didn't know how, what the tension was going to be. Of course, they're going to be nice. They're all fucking billionaires. That's why I love when they're like, the PGA was trying to paint the LV. Oh, it's blood money. And people bought into it. Like Bob Costas, and he said, it's just blood money. You're doing it for, for the money. Yeah, of course they're doing it just for the money. What are you doing it for? They're all, you're all doing it for the money. Wh which one's the good billionaire here? Which, <laughs> if you're looking for PGA, if you're looking for a moral compass, you're looking at PGA players. You're looking in the wrong area. And Roy McElroy, and I, you know, I like Roy because he's Irish. But he was the biggest whiner about this shit. And I talk about like how he's got the biggest run. Of course, because you're the number one fucking golfer in PGA. You don't have to worry about this shit. They all went there for money. Yeah, I know. That was the other thing, too. They're like, just admit it. Why? Just admit that that's why you're going to play for Saudi Arabia. For the money. Why? Why do you need them to admit it? Are you a child? You know it. We all know it. Why are you going to make me say it? Just say it. At a why? First of all, the PGA already does tournaments in Saudi Arabia. They're all the... <laughs> I would love to... Let's, let's lift the hood at all your sponsors. Ooh, what, they're all great billionaires? Get the fuck out of here, McElroy. So anyway, so they're all friends. Last night, the champions there. Of course, they're like politicians. We only, we only think and hope in our dreams that Republican senators and Democratic senators hate each other. They don't. They're friends that they hang out every day. They're playing in the same, same softball leagues when that guy shot a couple of them. Um, but like that's the thing. They paint us against each other and make it all tribal and it's red versus blue. But they don't hate each other. They're, they're in the system. It's the same thing with these golfers. LIVPJ, they don't hate each other. They're all walking corporations. They're terrible. Anyways... Let's get into some of the <laughs> let's get into some of these bobs. I'll give them up. Uh, so that is going to be a lot. Do uh, you can bet will an LIV player win the tour? So so we can do some. We'll do. Uh, let, me, let me give out some props, some fun props, some outright winners, some top ten. Let me let me explain uh, golf betting to you if you're new to the, if you're new to golf betting. Um, you can pick the outright winner. Like let's say you pick uh, Justin Thomas. 
he's 24 to one right now. So obviously you know what that means. You bet uh, 10 bucks, you win 240. So who doesn't like a 24 to one shot, but you can do an outright winner. That's tough. There's a lot of odds. Like I said, the favorite is McElroy and Scotty Scheffler. They're both well-deserved uh, favorites. Um, and around seven and a half to one, which isn't great. Uh, it's usually wants to at least double digits, especially for, for the Masters. The Masters, you rarely get a crazy long shot. It's usually one of the elites to win this thing. But you're not going to make a lot of money if, you, if that's all you bet is people to win. You could also do matchups, which is one golfer versus another golfer, which we will also do. Like, you know, Brooks Kepka versus Tiger Woods, you know. And it'll be just like a baseball game or a fight. One's minus 130 or whatever the odds are. You can also give a stroke and a half. The others are top 10, top 20, top five. Those are good ways to bet it. Um, then there's props because it's the Masters. And a more fun dart throw, what people like, is the first round leader. Now, the first round leader, we'll, have, we'll throw a couple of those just to sprinkle it on there. Um. That's fun because obviously it's over after Thursday, the first day, and anyone can really be the first round leader. It's a lot harder to go four days of consistent golf, but anyone can throw up a fucking 65, Roy. Kevin Costner, 10 cup can toss a 62 up there. Although he shot an 81 that first round because he was hung over. Cheech gave him bad advice. I have a lot of notes on Tin Cup of uh, the uh, fallacies of it. I like Tin Cup. I'll watch it every time it's on, but anyway, I'll get to that later. Let's get into some master bombs. So we're going to give out, we're going to give a lot. Let's see. We got a lot of prop. We got a couple props. Um, First round leaders. All right, let's give out. And then at the end, well, a couple long shots. And then my actual pick for who's going to win the Masters. Which, if I hit any one of these, I don't want to hear shit from any of you guys for the rest of the season until football season because this will pay off any losses from the Doc Rivers is going to give me. That's for sure. Um, all right, let's do some fun uh, props real quickly. Will Let's see. Uh, will there be a hole-in-one? No is plus 160. Yes is minus 200. That's pretty... Uh, I kind of like the plus money on no for 160. There was already a couple today. Today's the par three, but that's easy. Um, so I kind of like the no... Uh, I, like, I, like, I like looking at plus monies. Sometimes you want to lay the juice, but hole in one is usually a hole in one, obviously. You got to lay minus 200, but... Uh, They've changed some of these. They changed some of the holes. They changed the twelfth or the thirteenth. I know there's going to be some water, um, but I think we can fade. And there's going to be some bad weather too. Apparently, that's going to be a story. Saturday's going to be really bad weather. These guys are good though. Professional golfers, go figure. They're very good, and they um, might get a hole in one. But we're going to go uh, no hole in one plus one sixty. Let's give out as the first bomb of the Masters. Get your green jacket, Master Bomb. This is a fun one. Uh, number 12 is water. Part three, whatever. The whole uh, amen corner, whatever the hell it is. Um, there's going to be a lot of balls in the water. The over-under is three and a half for the entire weekend. 
of how many balls go into water. We're going to go over. It's minus 150, a little juice, but we got plus many the other one. So we're going to go over balls into water on number 12, three and a half. That's just a Rudy. First of all, give that out. Bomb detonated over three and a half balls into water on 12. It's just fun in general to root for golfers shooting poorly to look anything like how we look. And it's fun to criticize. Like, Oh yeah. You yanked that in the water. I wouldn't fucking come close. You imagine <laughs> not even like if, if I was on a, in Augusta by myself, no one around, maybe I would still drop six balls before I wouldn't get in the water. I mean, I can golf. But are you kidding me with with cameras and the masters? How how do these people, just the people lined up so close that I don't know how they don't hit them every time? It'd be horrifying. I would I would definitely walk off the course. I don't know. I don't know how I understand. Like that's why I like. I mean, everyone likes John Daly, but John Daly would say, "Fuck this! I'm not doing a U.S. Open again. This place is ridiculous," and he'd storm off. I don't understand how people don't storm off any as much as they don't do. I would love to storm off a golf course. Um, all right. So that's two bombs, prop bombs. Here's my three favorite prop. Two more. Um, the low South American. Mito Pereira plus 110. When you do this, you're, when you, you can do it by region. Who's going to be the top Irish golfer, top European golfer? South American, you get, you get it's basically a two man race. It's Mito Pereira versus uh, Yakin uh, Neiman. And um, I'll take Mito over Neiman. At plus money, plus 110, you're banning him against the entire field, but the other guys don't have a fucking chance. They're nice, brought in kind of like Jamaican bobsled style. They just need to fill out the international roster so they have someone to talk to in the condo community, the golf condos. Um, Mito Pereira is hilarious. Mito Pereira, you, you, th- you think he's Italian. The name sounds Italian. Then like, wait a minute, is he from Chile or something? I think he is Chile. Chile's a weird uh, area. Peru and all those things. Isn't uh whatchamacallit, the Mandalorian? Is his name? Everyone loves him. Pablo Pascal. He's from Peru, I think. Or is he Chile? See, I never know. Pretty ignorant. Me. Y'all, I had to Google this team to make sure that they're even real. <laughs> wow, that was a sound bite that actually applied to what I was talking about there. Um, anyway, we're gonna give out Mito Pereira to be the low South American in the Masters plus 110. Bomb it. That's my third prop. There's a lot of bombs we're giving out. This is gonna, this is gonna be a big, this is gonna be a big Masters round day. Thank you for joining us too on YouTube. I can have more view, more eyeballs are coming in on YouTube. Make sure you like this button and subscribe or whatever, all that stuff. Uh, also, we're going to go top left-hander. We're going to go Brian Harmon. He is plus 160. That's amazing. Now, when you're going here, top left-handed, which uh, depending on how old you are and where you are raised, you think left-handers are a bit... <laughs> Let's try to whistle. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> You know, kind of a, uh, if you will, uh, what do I, what am I trying to say? No, not an airplane, but you know, I remember my dad, anytime like a kicker would come out, he's like, oh, and he's left footed. Oh, Jesus. Like, what's that mean? No, that just means he's gay. What? (laughs) 
because they were raised in Catholic school where they would literally tie their left arm to their body so they'd force them to be right-handed. That seems healthy. Anyway, um, so top left hand, we're going to Brian Harmon because all you're going against is Bubba Watson, Mike Weir, and Phil Mickelson. Phil and those people are done. Bubba Watson can Bubba Watson will be the only competition. Phil Mickelson, first of all, and bet him not to make the cut as well. Have you seen Phil Mickelson? What he looks like now? What the hell's going on? He is the LIV like spokesman. They're giving him two hundred million dollars to you know shoot an eighty-five, and he just he looks crazy. He looks like a, like a fucking like he just donates blood and is a skeleton. Like he's scary. And I love Phil, big gambler. I not take the money. Absolutely take the money. But Jesus Christ, he has a weird thing with his body where he likes to lose weight. Anyway, um, he talks a lot of trash too. He's fun. But we're gonna go Brian Harmon, top left handy plus one sixty. Bomb it. That's four bombs. Four prop bombs. All right, one more bomb. One more prop bomb. And we're going to do no analysis. Gordon Sargent, lowest amateur. It's plus 110. Bomb it. Uh, I love the low amateur thing there. As long as he makes the cut, he'll be fine. He, he's clearly the, he's supposed to be the stud. So I got that pick from uh, Wes Reynolds on v Um. Anyway, let's go to a couple matchups. So that's five prop bombs. Now let's do some matchups. Where we go? All right. I said uh, Phil Mickelson. We're going to fade Phil Mickelson. Uh, Charles Schwartzel. We can get him. Any, any, anyone over Phil Mickelson, I'm going to take, by the way. It's the way he looks. He doesn't look healthy. He needs a few pimento cheeses. He needs a Georgia peach ice cream sandwich. He needs a blood transfusion is what he needs. He looks like a country club vampire. You know, they, they, when you, the older people, when they start getting like acne, like zits on their forehead, like above their forehead, and they pull it, and it's just pale skin. Like, what is going on? What fucking drugs are you taking where you're getting zits on your head, on your scalp like that? That's what Mickelson's doing. Um, anyway, so we're going to take Charles Schwartzel. It's minus 135 over Phil Schwartzel. Over Mickelson, bomb it. I have to go through these fast because there's so many, so many bomb. Oh boy, now we have an XFL show coming up. Um, all right, that's one. Joaquin Neiman. I know I just talked shit about Joaquin. I didn't talk shit about Joaquin Neiman. I think Mito Pereira is going to outplay him. Um, but he's got a matchup versus Tom Kim. And it's minus 130 for Neiman. I'm going I'm to take Neiman over Tom Kim. Neiman can bomb with the ball off the tee. Tom Kim cannot. And there's going to be bad weather this weekend. So that's going to make it uh, even harder for shorter players. Shorter off the tee, not shorter in height. Because you can be short and still hit the ball far. Ask Ian Woosman. Um, anyway, when, when it rains and the ball doesn't, doesn't bounce as much, and it's just, it's just you need to be able to bomb the ball, and Tom Kim cannot. Joaquin Neiman can. So... Um, all that said, that's, that's my amateur analysis for that. Neiman over Tom Kim, bomb it. And now my favorite smash matchup play, then I'll get to the long shots and who's going to win this thing. Um, this thing called the masters, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka. LIV tour matchup, the very small eyes minus minus one twenty five. Now Brooks Kepka was been bad. 
real bad. But he just won last week. So now there's a lot of excitement for him. But uh, he's he's in not good form. I know he won the thing, but it's the LIV. No one knows what's it's on the UPN network. Who knows who's even in this competition? You got to watch it on YouTube. You gotta, you're watching highlights on someone's like phone recording off a screen. Like what? Who knows? I think I could hop in an LIV tour event. Um, so to get this number, Dustin Johnson at Augusta is a beast. Yes, he's also on the LIV tour. And you don't know how he's coming in, but. He's coming in. His his numbers apparently are all fine. Analytics. Uh, this is a uh, this is a steal of a number at minus one twenty five. Brooks Kepka is. We're just hoping Brooks Kepka major form because that's what he used to be. And every major he'd step up and he'd take off the rest of the season. But DJ at Augusta is a, is a much much better golfer than Brooks Kepka. So our eighth bomb of the Masters, DJ minus one twenty five, bomb it over Kepka. All right. Now we will give now I want to give out three picks to win it and four long shots. And I'll, I'll two well. Now when I give out picks, um, especially long shots, it's hard for them to win it. So I like to back it up with a top ten or a top twenty. Um for instance, I'll say like Justin Rose is one of my favorite long shots this week. I have him DFS lineups everywhere. He's 75 to one. He's also plus 500, five to one just to be in the top 10. And he's plus 160 to be in the top 20. So if you do Justin Rose, which I like as a long shot, um, I'll give my long. Obviously, I'll start with my long shots right now. Uh, long shots, Justin Rose, seventy-five to one. Say so you put like uh, you know twenty bucks on him to win, whatever. What would that be? Fifteen hundred. Just quick math. Um, and then put another twenty, twenty bucks on the twenty bucks on the top top ten. That's five to one. That's to win a hundred. And then maybe you know, maybe a ten shot. On the top 10 plus 160. So that's 50 bucks on Justin Rose to win yourself uh, an even 1650 bomb it. <laughs> but you see what I'm getting at? Put a little sprinkle on the wind and then you back it up. That way you get something. If Because it, it would suck to say, oh, I have Justin Rose at 75 to 1. You're sweating that. Like, oh, this is going to be such a big payday. And then he comes in second. Or fourth, loses in a tiebreaker, and you get nothing. Because that's the thing with these golf bets. You get nothing with the outright winners if they don't do it. So a good way to do it is just back it up. With a bit. And and at plus money, you know, it's not a bad uh, way to go. All right, so I'll give three dogs. It's Justin Rose, 75 to 1. I'll give four. Patrick Reed, 85 to 1. He's an L.I. Veer, and he's an asshole. Villain. And this is what he loves being. He loves being a villain. He doesn't like being a favorite or being those guys. He likes being the jerk. It's kind of why he went to the Saudi Arabia tour. And now he's at 85 to one. And he's won this masters before his he's plus four seventy five for top 20 and plus plus one eighty for top 10, which is uh, lower than roses. That's weird. Cause it's Patrick Reed. Um, so we're going to give out Patrick Reed, 85 to one as a long shot bomb. Another guy I like, Min Woo Lee, 80 to 1, plus 160, plus 425. We'll give out Min Woo Lee as a long shot. 
And then my final dart throw. He called he's a dart throw because he's a great odds. 225 to 1 ex-champion Danny Willett. British golfer. He's uh, was awful for a couple years, but now he's kind of regained his form. No one really talks about it. So, two hundred twenty-five to one, Danny Willett. Why not? And he's uh, plus seven fifty to be in the top ten. That's seven and a half to one just to get in the top ten. And uh, two plus two sixty for top twenty. That's that's pretty great odds too. That's over two and a half to one just to get in the top twenty for Danny Willett. He's my favorite dart throw. So to recap, let's do a recap real quick of my master's bombs. We have hole in one. No, no hole in one entire masters. I know it's it's like room for the under, but plus 160 uh, total balls in the water on number 12 over three and a half. Yes. Uh, we're always root for people to fuck up. That's the fun of golfing is watching people golf poorly. Um, and then we have Mito Pereira, lowest South American. Brian Harmon is the lowest left, top lefty. And Gordon Sargent is the lowest amateur. Then matchups, Charles Schwartz over Phil Mickelson, Joaquin Neiman over Tom Kim, and Dustin Johnson over Brooks Kepka. Those are eight straight-up bombs, and then three do four dogs gave you. Justin Rose, Patrick Reed, Danny Willett, Minwoo Lee. All 75 to 1 or higher. And now, finally, picks to actually win it, because those guys aren't going to win. It's fun to have long shots. Hopefully they come in the top 20 or top 10. You get some money that way, but they're probably not going to win it. If they win it, take the lady out for something nice, as they like to say. Um, I will say Justin Rose is my favorite long shot, though, out of all of them. And at 5-1 to one for top 10, I think that's, that's maybe my favorite bet. So I will say... I'm gonna, let me give you that as a separate bomb. Justin Rose, top 10, 5 to 1. Bomb it. That's number 9. That's my number 9 bomb. Now, the favorites are Scotty Sheffield and Rory McIlroy. Like I said, another one. If you want to do a minus 130, I'll do that one too. Why not? Minus 135, Rory McIlroy, top 10. Bomb that. That's a straight up. Straight up regular bet, but I mean, there's no way unless Rory gets an injury, there's no way he's not finishing the top ten. He might not win it, but he's finishing the top ten. He hates these LIV golfers. He's in great form. He always flirts around these uh, majors, but he just doesn't bring it home. He might. He still. He still might win it. We're not going to take him because his odds are really short. Seven after one. Scheffler is kind of worth it. Seven after one, just because he's in a, he's just locked in. And he's on a different level, but we're not going to bet those numbers. We are going to bet. You know, I'm going to break it down to three guys. Colin Maurkawa, thirty to one is a great number for him. He's amazing. He's got every game there is. Problem is, his putting's always a little a little uh, erratic. But that's kind of a misnomer to Gus. You need to be able to putt to win. If you look at the stats, that doesn't really say it. He would do all kinds of things with different putting grips. He calls it the claw, where you put your hand over the thing and blah, 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 and yeah, you put your right hand like you just kind of guide it. And but at thirty to one, we're gonna give out Kalmar Kara. At Soon J M, forty-five to one, we're gonna give out him. 45 to 1, and he's one of the favorites. Um, but my actual pick, I'm going to give out number one pick. I, I put them on just to get them on the record because if they do hit, they hit. Put like 10, 5, 10 bucks on all these guys. 
This one I got a big bet on. And at 33 to 1, I love this bet. This guy's a jerk. He's not a jerk. He's a, everyone loves him. But he's a jerk when you hear a story. Max Homa, 33 to 1, is my pick to win the Masters in 2023. He's a jerk because he's, he was never really a golfer. He was just an athlete. And then he's like, ah, I'll try golf. And he picked up a club and he's fucking amazing at it. And we all hate people like that that are good at everything they do. What? I mean, save some for us, especially golf. Golf's impossible. And he says, yeah, what's, what's so hard about it? You got a ball and you hit it. And he does. He crushes the ball. He's just an athlete. And he's been golfing real well. I mean, before a couple weeks ago, besides the top tier, he was golfing just as good as any one of them like about a month ago. Problem is, he doesn't do well here. Uh, hasn't ever. And you kind of need that experience to do it. But that's why we're getting 33 to 1. Um, Jesus, Jesus Christ. It's already uh, an hour into the show. I have so much. I don't have time for a man in the box. I'll have time for a quick man in the box because then I got to do an XFL show. So anyway, let me give out the pick to win the 2023 Masters, Max Homa, 33 to 1. Bomb it! Like I said, I also have Kyle Markar and Soon J.M. 31, 45 to 1. And all those dogs I gave you. And all, the, and all those uh, other bombs. So those are 10 bombs I gave you of straight up bets. Good luck with that. And three favorites and four dogs to sprinkle some pizza money on to see if you win, except for Max Homa. I'm, I'm big on Max Homa. Uh, so good luck. Enjoy the Masters and Jim Nance and his sultry calls. Jim Nance is, I mean, whatever. He's hilarious. He always has to do like a thing like, and this one is for. Remember when, uh, when Mickelson finally won? And it was after Tiger Woods controversy, scandal, whatever, where he was cheating on with his wife with like waitresses from Perkins and shit like that. Um, but Nance always does a little subtle dig. Like when Mickelson won, he goes, this one's for the family. Fuck you, Jim Nance. For the family, for monogamous missionary positions. Nance always has to put it a little. He did a thing too when Mickelson found one. So he's second, the bridesmaid. Head acne. Anyway, let's get over down to the man in the box, and then I need to talk some. Uh, I mean, you know, when we're talking golf and masters, there's a lot of people you can pin you. I don't know why you're asking me. I mean, I'm just here to bring diversity to this set here. Give the kind of white man's perspective on things. Sure. Point guard position. I can never get over Doug Gottlieb doing that. It's so funny. I love a bomb joke, and that joke was a bomb. But now let's bring it in. All right. There's so much. Uh, I don't have time for this. I got to wrap up the show. I can't do. I can't do a, a beautiful men in the box. We have the XFL show. Make sure you subscribe to the XFL Gambling Podcast as well. Another show I do with Colby D and J Mark. It's going to be live right after this. But make sure you also subscribe to the Bottom Line Bombs YouTube channel and the podcast. Like it. Thumbs up it. Five star review it. Keep. We got to get things going. Daddy needs to eat for all these bets I'm losing. Um, yeah, so do that. I'll be in Chicago this weekend at the Improv in Schaumburg doing shows and uh, come out if you're in Chicago. I have a lot of Chicago fans um, doing stand-up. 
That'll be fun. Then I'll come back Easter Sunday, and uh, that's that. And I'll see you again on Monday. But uh, still, quick man in the box. I was in the road last weekend, and uh, my credit card got hacked. You know, you got the text, fraud alert. Do you recognize this charge? And I didn't. And I was like, fuck. Because there's nothing more annoying when... Because you're like, ah, oh, now they're going to have to send me a new card, cancel this one, and I'm going to mail it. Now i got to do a, at least a week without a credit card, which is almost impossible. But then you got to do, yeah, you can do the Apple Pay, or, you know, we'll give you, a, we'll give you a virtual card. They like doing that on the phone. So now I'm like, now I'm just showing people a picture of a credit card. See, this, I promise this will be a real thing one day. Will this work, Starbucks? Yes, it'll work at Starbucks, but nowhere else. Real people don't take this shit. No, what is that? Flip it around. Well, I can hit backup card and flip it around. Then they said, if you need a card between now and then, you can go get a temporary one at a bank. And banks don't do that, by the way. I found out the hard way. I went to a Bank of America. Shout out to Bank of America. <laughs> pieces of shit. So I go there, I go, well, hey, I got my credit card stolen or hacked or whatever. Um, somebody got in there, got my numbers, and ran up $1,000 worth of daily fantasy fucking shit. They need to, they need to do gambling sites. Which, which, by the way, you're going to steal someone's credit card and then just immediately buy up uh, in gambling sites to throw away money? Well, I can steal this and parlay this into a fortune. Why don't you buy something you need with it? That, I would... I guess. I mean, here's a gambling addict telling another gambling addict. I don't like when a gambling addict steals, though. I get it. I get the gambling addiction. Bet money you don't have, that's fine, but not somebody else's money. It's a fine line when it comes to this degenerate addiction. Run credit. Run credit that you have no intention of paying back. Money you don't have, but not somebody else's money. You don't do that. Anyway. So I go to the bank, try to get a temporary card. I go, yeah, uh, my thing got hacked, and they told me to come here to get a temporary card between now and whenever the hell you guys mail something out because you guys can't just send back there. Like, what? Temporary card? We don't do that. Well, I was told you do do that. And then they do, then they, then they like kind of the, the mocking. I love when people do this at work. Jim, did we, did we ever do a temporary card? I don't think we did. Did we? No, no, we never did. That. Okay, you know what? I don't need you to be asking around for the employee history here and the company policy. And like, I'm the I'm the asshole for coming here telling you doing what you guys told me to do. Well, they, you got to talk to them. That's another one of those. They love doing that. You got to talk to them. You are them. I'm talking to them right now. Is them your pronoun or something? What are we talking about? It's you're behind a desk at Bank of America. I got an email from Bank of America. You're all Bank of America. We're in America. We're in the bank. You said you have temporary cards. No, that was never a thing. Who told you that? Them. Them did. Them that signed your checks. So anyway, so now I, uh, luckily I still have some cash from my uh, Vegas March Madness trip that I had in a shoebox, like a real degenerate. So I want to bring cash to Chicago. <laughs> That's a good advertisement on this radio show. So hey, if you want to come out to Chicago to see me do stand-up, I'm going to have a lot of cash on me. Make sure you catch me after the show, maybe in an alley. There's no crime in Chicago anyway, from what I've heard. Love Chicago. It was... was uh, Lived there for many, 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 many years. Um, so yeah, come get my cash. That's where I'm going to be for the next uh, 
weekend. So I'm waiting for Bank of America to finally loot our policy of sending me a non-temporary card. That's going to do it for me. I am CNS Sullivan, the man in the box. Welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. Uh, I'm not going to recap the golf bombs unless they all come in. Then I'll make a nice tout video doing it. Um, that's about it. Uh, then we'll uh, put a little theme song there at the end. All right. Goodbye.